it can be helpful to hear what other people are using, but it's not always exactly what you need. And there's lots of options. And so you're going to want to spend some time like figuring out what tools you need. Spend a lot of time on Google looking for different solutions. And then also look on Pinterest because there are a lot of people, a lot of business owners or bloggers are making informational blog posts about tools that you're not going to find from the creators themselves. And so they can pinpoint different things that they love about the program. Google and Pinterest are going to be great places to start researching the tools you need. You also want to read the documentation that is created by the people who created the app or tool. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse podcast. I am so excited to be chatting with you today about the paid tools that I use in my business and what I kind of recommend people use in their business. This is like one of the top questions I'm getting a lot is what tools do you recommend I buy or what apps do you recommend I buy? And it's such a hard question to answer because every business is so different and has different requirements. I thought the most helpful thing would be if I break down what I use in my own business, why I use it, why I recommend it, how we set this up for our clients. And I asked some of my friends that have been on the podcast before, what are some of the tools that they use in their business and they're recommending because every business is different, right? I've already said that. So we can see what other people are using and why they like them, what their number one recommendation is. Let's go ahead and get started. In my own business, it's a little different because I am not a product-based business. However, I was very selective about the things I wanted to talk about in this list. Sometimes I do talk about something that you might not need, but there are types of product businesses that will need it. You'll understand as we go through this list. This is also one of those episodes where you're probably going to want a link handy. So you can go check out our recently relaunched website at productpowerhouse.co. Sidebar here. Embarrassingly enough, we were having our own problems with our website for about two weeks on our WordPress site. And I finally threw in the towel and moved the whole thing over to Shopify. My team and I have been working to get this up and it is live as of the time I'm recording this. So when you listen, you can go check it out. We'll probably talk about it on Instagram and stuff like that. But head over to productpowerhouse.co. You can see our website live on Shopify, which is really exciting. Okay, back to the list of paid tools. The number one tool I use the most out of anything, in fact, I'm using it to read the notes to you while I am recording this episode is Google Workspace slash the Google Suite, like the whole thing. They recently changed the name to Google Workspace and I cannot remember what it was before. Maybe it was was G Suite but they call it Google Workspace. We use this for our business email account so that we all have email addresses with our own domain. And I prefer Google for these emails because it's really easy to set up and use on a daily basis. I had always used Gmail in the past, so it was like a natural transition for me. 
We use Google Drive for all of our files and client projects, like 100%, I believe, in using the cloud to save data. I have lost my wedding pictures more times than I care to admit. Now they are saved on the cloud. (laughs) I also love helping clients get set up on Google Workspaces too. Since Shopify doesn't have dedicated email service like some other web platforms do, like if you have a GoDaddy domain, you can set up GoDaddy email Shopify doesn't have anything like that, so we can use Google Workspace as an option to give clients an email address using their own domain, which I honestly think is a must-have for shops. You need to have an email address that comes from your store so that it looks like a legitimate store. Email addresses that are like yourstore at gmail.com are not acceptable, (laughs) and that is like a soapbox I will stand on. It looks sloppy, it's unprofessional, and it doesn't make me feel confident shopping from your store. You want your customers to feel confident when they're shopping from your store. Also, having your email address at your own domain makes your emails more deliverable. So if you are sending emails from an email service provider or even your shop email using a gmail.com email, the emails you're sending out are going to have a lower deliverability rate than if you are using your own domain. Those emails come across much better in inboxes. So you definitely want to set that up. It's totally worth the cost. So at the time of recording this, Google Workspace costs $6 per user per month. Actually, I'm on like the next tier up because we needed a lot of space in the Google Drive. So we are using the $12 a month plan. Now, I can't guarantee the prices will be the same, but as of September 2021, it's like $12 a month and I pay for two email addresses. And so it's $24 a month. Totally worth it. Okay, next on my list of tools we love, we love Canva Pro. (laughs) My entire team uses Canva Pro. We use it to make our own graphics and for creating templates for clients. So if you have looked at our Instagram, all of that comes from Canva Pro. And it makes it really easy for anyone on my team to create graphics that are on brand that we can all access. So if my marketing assistant, Leah, makes a graphic and I want to repost it on Facebook, I can grab it straight from Canva Pro. I can download it to my phone even. It's really nice. You can also use Canva Pro to create any print marketing or materials that you need for your store. Think of it like inserts for your packaging, product tags, business cards, stickers to make your package look professional and on brand. They've got it all. And what I love is that you can select to have those things printed directly from Canva. They print them, they ship them to you, and they're on your doorstep, which is an amazing time saver. A lot of times... And I'll tell you this, I worked in printing for a long time. What we would have to do is go to the website where we want to get the printed, where we want to get the materials printed, download their design template, upload that into our design software so that we can see like the sizes, where the cut marks are, anything like that. Then we design the file to their specifications, then we would export it based on their specifications and then upload it to the print website or program. Let me tell you, that is a lot more steps than just designing in Canva, hit print, and they ship it to you. Amazing. We love it. We are on an annual plan for Canva. I believe it's like $129 a year, so it's really affordable. Otherwise, I think it's like $12.99. And you can add your team members, a certain limit of team members, (laughs) without any additional fees, which I think is really cool. Along those same lines, I also have on the list the Adobe Suite and stock photos, Adobe stock photos. So 
We use Adobe Suite to do all the mock-ups for our client projects. So anything that we're designing for clients happens first in Adobe Illustrator. And then we will use that to create templates that we create in Canva so that our clients can edit them because I assume most clients don't have Adobe. It's just professional design software, but we also use that suite of products to edit photos. We can use Lightroom to make all photos for a website look the same. We make PDFs. We can use the stock photos on client projects, which I think is really awesome. Now, honestly, not every shop owner will need these because Canva can do pretty much everything you need. However, if you want to sell digital products, and I have a lot of listeners who are in this realm who want to sell digital products, and you are designing them, you know, from blank pages, and I highly recommend Adobe and learning that program for your design software, because you're going to have a lot more control and freedom within their programs. Um, Even with Canva, you still have some limitations based on what it can do. And you will have complete autonomy on Illustrator, like Illustrator is my second language. So I love Adobe products. And that is one that is really great for you if you want to be creating and selling digital products, or even printed products that you designed. Adobe, the price really ranges. You can get a lot of different prices. I would say sometimes I've paid like $39. I'm currently paying $53 plus $20 a month for the photo options. It's not an exorbitant amount, but it's pretty big. (laughs) But I think it's well worth the cost. Okay, the next one on my list is Loom. Loom is awesome. Loom is a recording program that is for recording your screen on your computer. So we use this for recording client tutorials. Even if I make a YouTube video or like a tutorial that I want to upload onto YouTube, I will record it with Loom and then upload it to YouTube. It's something I use multiple times per day. It's great for showing clients things on their site, but also, and more importantly, it's really great for me to create SOPs for my team. I am a verbal processor, so sometimes when I'm writing things out, it's very difficult for me to get all the steps out, but I can record it and I can show that and send that recording to my assistant who can go through the video and write it out for me because she's very detail-oriented. So I think every business owner should be using Loom to create SOPs for their business. You probably don't need to record things for your clients, but I'm sure there's going to be times in your business where you need to show someone how to do something on the computer, or you can use Loom to record it and save it indefinitely. Now, on the free plan, there are some recording limitations. Like, I think your videos have to be less than 10 minutes, and you can only have a set number. We did upgrade. It's like $120 a year. Totally worth it. And I think it's going to be vital to our success as growing as a company for the rest of our team members because everyone can access those videos also. And then something that rhymes with Loom is Zoom. (laughs) Like most of the world, we're using Zoom for client meetings and team meetings. We do pay for Zoom because we need to be able to have meetings with people for more than 40 minutes. If you have a remote team, I think Zoom is a really great option for being able to have that team meeting and getting some sort of human interaction. I meet with my team, I would say once a month individually. And then as they get more comfortable, we'll start having more meetings together. So you might not need that yet, but I did want to include it. (laughs) 
the other tool I absolutely love, you guys have heard me talk about it before on the podcast, is Flowdesk. Flowdesk is my favorite email service provider tool. It makes it really easy to create and send beautiful emails. And I've done an entire episode about Flowdesk in the past. So that is episode number eight. You can also go to our website and just search Flowdesk and you will find those episodes. When it comes to email service providers for shop owners, and this is what you use in order to send mass emails out to like your marketing list. This is not the same as having an email address, the one we talked about at the beginning, like, you know, you at your store. The Flowdesk or an email service provider is all about sending mass emails. For shop owners, I like to recommend Flowdesk or Clavio. I think it might be Clavio. I don't know how to say it. I get mixed up all the time. I think Flowdesk is perfect for shop owners who just want something simple to send regular emails. You don't need super segmenting. You don't need anything fancy. You just want to send out an email and have it look pretty. Flowdesk is the way to go. The emails are really beautiful and the whole program comes with templates where you just pop in your images, change the text to match your brand where you already preset your brand, add your content and hit send. That simplified version of email made it so much easier for me to just get emails out. We're sending weekly emails because it's so easy to hit send on these emails once I've set up a template. That for me was the biggest hurdle. And that's the reason why I wanted something simple. That's why I love Flowdesk so much. Now, I also recommend Clavio if you have more robust, you want more robust features. I think it's awesome. I've set it up for most of my clients, but I also think it can be overwhelming. It's a very valuable tool. And if you need help deciding whether you should use Clavio or Flowdesk, I'm happy to have that chat with you. But I'm just letting you know, we personally use Flowdesk. Speaking of Flowdesk, currently Flowdesk is in a beta state because they've been building up their software and they are moving out of beta. So if you've heard me talk about Flowdesk before, and you wanted to try it out, and you haven't made that switch yet, I would go ahead and do that now. Because in November, on November 2nd, the price is going to go up. So if you start using Flowdesk with our link, which is productpowerhouse.co slash Flowdesk, you can subscribe and get the tool $19 a month for the lifetime of the time you're using it instead of $38. One other cool thing about Flowdesk, like I said, I have, (laughs) I've done a whole episode on this, but I'm just thinking of all the amazing things about it is that it's not based on the number of subscribers you have. So most email providers, as your list grows, you have to pay more, not with Flowdesk. It's the same price, no matter how many subscribers you have, which I think is its biggest selling point. It's simple, it's beautiful, and it's a really good price. Again, if you want to try Flowdesk, It's only $19 a month with our link. It's productpowerhouse.co slash flowdesk. We also have that link in the show notes that go to our blog post. So if you just go to our website and find this episode, we have that link for you. I'll get off my Flowdesk course now. And we will talk about Tailwind. (laughs) Tailwind is what we use to schedule posts to Pinterest so that, you know, we always have content going out to Pinterest. Now, I am a Tailwind super fan. I have been using Tailwind for years and helped many of my business friends get set up on Tailwind. It's a really great software. I think it's about $119 a year. I just go in and I fill up my Pinterest queue for the month and then I forget about it until it sends me an email and says, hey, your your queue is empty. And then I pop back in there and fill it back up. 
I mean, I'm sure you know that Pinterest is a really great platform for product-based businesses to be on because it's so visual. And statistics show that people really do go buy the things they see on Pinterest. So it's definitely worth spending some money for a tool that's going to help you stay active on Pinterest. Now, we've had a couple different Pinterest experts on the podcast before. So if again, if you go to our website, search in Pinterest, you will find some great content on it. But yeah, we love Tailwind as a tool for keeping Pinterest consistent. The next tool we use a lot in our business is Dubsado. Dubsado is a like a superhero customer relationship manager. It helps us track who has inquired about working with us, and then we can send them contracts, feedback on their projects, all these kinds of things. And it's a really powerful tool that we aren't even using to its full capabilities. I don't think many shop owners need this. However, there are some of you, and I know some of you are listening, who offer custom work and you're not having clients sign contracts. And this could be a tool that helps you. You need to be having customers sign contracts when they are doing custom work with you because, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen that are unforeseeable. You know how this works. And I have helped clients, some of my own clients set up their contracts for their custom work. So if you need to have some kind of system where you're able to see what projects you have open, what custom work you have open, you can even use it to create wholesalers and create wholesale contracts that people have to sign. Dubsado is a really great resource for that. We do have a coupon code. If you come to the blog post, you can also go to productpowerhouse.co slash Dubsado which is spelled like the way it sounds, D-U-B-S-A-D-O. <laughs> Next on my list, I have two of my favorite free tools for managing all of our projects and client communication. We communicate with our clients and the team all using these two. So that is Asana and Slack. Now, both of them have premium tiers. We just haven't had a need for that yet. So we use Asana and Slack. We use the free tiers of everything. So Asana is a to-do list app, so we can create different projects and have a to-do list for each one. Really helps create systems and procedures in your business. Just like creating those SOPs, you need to have records of everything that people can find. It's just so much easier to have everything in Asana than it is to like search through Google Drive or search through folders of things. I love how organized we can be in Asana, and then we can assign things to different members of the team. Now, we also use Slack for communication. We use this for client communication and team communication. My team and I are in there. We have conversations all day long, and then we have our clients in there. What I like about using Slack instead of clients emailing us or my team emailing me is that it's all contained within these parameters inside these different, like, they call them channels. So they're like different places or different forums which means all content is in one place and I don't have to like scroll through lots of emails and seeing where did they put that one thing that I needed to do and I don't remember what it was. So things don't get missed. And my team can also see it, which means they can remind me, hey, she said this, did you want to follow up? That's really useful for someone like me who gets like really buried in work and forgets to communicate. And it's really searchable. It's a lot like instant messaging as far as like the communication goes with clients, but on my end, I can search for all the different things that I've put in there. I can remember like one keyword and try to find something. I did that earlier today. I was trying to look for the placement of this gift card graphic. And I was like, I don't remember where she said she wanted it. But if I just typed in gift card, I could find it. It's a lot easier than trying to search through your inbox of 700 emails. 
Okay, so the last tool on my list that I want to recommend is called Timing Tracker. Now, this is not an app that you pay for. This is something you pay for and then download like software, and it just runs on your computer. It's called Timing Tracker. And if you want to know where your time is going when you are sitting at your computer, then you need to get this app. It tells you how much time you're spending doing each thing. It'll even tell you what website you were on. So you can tell how much time you wasted watching Netflix instead of using Tailwind to schedule your pins, right? Or it will tell you, for me right now, it'll say, oh, you had this Google Doc open for 24 minutes. What were you doing? And I can say, oh, I was recording a podcast. And then I can go back and look at the month and see how many hours did I spend working on the podcast? How many hours did I spend on that client project? Seriously, seeing how my time was being spent was eye-opening. Earlier this year, I used this app while tracking client projects, and I discovered that I was spending 60 plus hours on client projects, not including development, which we outsource. And honestly, I would have said, oh, we spend about 20 hours on a website. No, that's like 40 more hours than I would have guessed. Myself alone, I spent 60 plus hours on a client project. So this app was completely eye-opening. I think this could also be really useful if you are trying to decide between outsourcing and doing something yourself, because you can see exactly how much time, you know, let's say you're doing your social media, you can see exactly how much time you're spending planning out your social media and compare that to how much you should be making per hour to see if it's worth the cost of you outsourcing something. To find this app, we'll have a link, but you can Google Timing Tracker. I think it was like 10 bucks, but it was well worth the 10 bucks. <laughs> like I said, I had some of my friends tell me what apps they love. So before we jump into that, I wanted to give you some tips for figuring out what's going to work best for you and what tools are going to be best for you and like how to figure this out. Because, you know, it can be helpful to hear what other people are using, but it's not always exactly what you need. And there's lots of options. And so you're going to want to spend some time like figuring out what tools you need. So here's my tips. Do your research. Spend a lot of time on Google looking for different solutions. And then also look on Pinterest because there are a lot of people, a lot of business owners or bloggers are making informational blog posts about tools that you're not going to find from the creators themselves. And so they can pinpoint different things that they love about the program. Google and Pinterest are going to be great places to start researching the tools you need. You also want to read the documentation that is created by the people who created the app or tool. Even though I just said, look for what bloggers are saying, the documentation is going to be very thorough. And sometimes it's a little overwhelming, but you never really know what a thing can do unless you've tried it or you've read the documentation. And so there is a lot of information out there on every tool. You just have to be willing to do that research, whether you're reading the documentation, Googling it, or looking on Pinterest. Also, don't be afraid to take advantage of those free trials and test things out. If you're like me, then you get really nervous about trying a free trial. Just put an alert in your calendar to cancel this thing if you decided not to use it. Because I get really nervous. Like, I don't want to accidentally subscribe if I didn't want it. Take advantage of those free trials and test things out before making a big jump. And I also think don't be afraid to test something else even if you are like somewhat happy. So I'll tell you what, I have used Asana, I have used Trello, and I have used ClickUp for my project management. And to be fair, I liked them all. And I really liked ClickUp. However, it was a little bit overwhelming. 
And Asana is the one that was easiest for me to adapt into my daily routines. And so that is why I use Asana, because it was the easiest one for my mind to grasp and to use it. That's why I love it so much. That doesn't mean that I don't see value in Trello and ClickUp. I was a hardcore Trello girl before I started using Asana until it stopped working for me. There are a lot of different tools and they're going to provide a lot of solutions. So just don't be afraid to try them out, use those trials, see if something's going to work for you. Now on to my friends. (laughs) Wonderful guests who have been on the podcast before. I'm going to tell you what episode they were on and tell you what their favorite tool was. Grace Hayden from itsgracehayden.com, who is a e-commerce business coach, she's fantastic, says her favorite tool is Shopify, which I can't, (laughs) I can't disagree with. Grace says Shopify is my favorite. It's the foundation of my business. It's so hard to explain why I believe Shopify is the best because it just is. The platform is 100% designed for e-commerce. So its sole focus is making the online shopping experience the best for business owners and customers. Their analytics help me understand what's working and what's not in my business. For the customer, the checkout process is intuitive and convenient. Shop Pay saves their info so that if they buy from any store that uses Shopify, their login info is auto-populated, which reduces abandoned carts. Again, there's so much I could say about Shopify, but the number one reason I love it is it just works. I love that. (laughs) I would have to agree. So Grace was on the show for episode 38. We talked about her one product proposition or how you should use one product to build your business. And I think you're going to love that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. Now we have Jessica Gebauer from Chrisit. Jessica was on episode 57. We talked about Chrisit and running a mission-driven business. She's really fantastic. So she said Canva Pro is her favorite tool. She says, a lot of the other paid tools I use are kind of obvious. Of course, I need Shopify and I highly recommend Shippo. But Canva Pro is by far one of the most useful and easy to use tools I pay for. I have never not one time thought, why am I paying for this? Because I always use it and I like to use it too. It's fun. In a world that is increasingly visual, visually savvy and sophisticated, it's more important than ever to present your brand in the right way online and off. It's not always affordable or even convenient to use a graphic designer for everything, and programs like Photoshop are harder to use and often overkill for the needs of a small business. Canva Pro is powerful enough to cover just about any graphics I need. Print, social media, custom website, or email graphics, presentations, proposals, PDFs, business cards, you name it. I can also collaborate with others easily, and they have a lot of ready-made templates and great photography that really comes in handy. I use it for so many things, I can't even keep track. I love it. I concur, Jessica. That is, I mean, it's so useful. And even as a professional graphic designer who is using these other programs, I still come back to Canva Pro because it's so easy and they just make it fun to use. So that's 100% on the money. Now I have Sarah Presser. Sarah has not been on the podcast, but she is a wonderful client. She's running Franny's Market. You can go check her out at frannysmarket.com. She's also on Instagram. If you live in her area in Wisconsin, go visit because her charcuterie boards look amazing. Anyway, she says she's using Google Workspace, particularly Google Drive, which is her one-stop shop to keep herself organized. She says, I host my website through Google. She hosts her domain through Google. (laughs) Let me just clear that up. 
and the drive keeps all of her documents organized and easy for collaboration. I also use Google CRM, which is Customer Relationship Manager, called Streak to keep different projects organized and tracked in my inbox. It's been increasingly helpful to categorize specific products, people, and ideas. There's another reason to be using Google Workspace. Okay, last one. Pip Harland from pipharland.com. She says she uses Loom. Loom is that screen recording program that rhymes with Zoom, but it's Loom. (laughs) She said it's genuinely the best $100 she spends each year. I use Loom to share instructions with my team, create SOPs, give feedback to clients, share info with our 3PL and suppliers, and much more. It just makes everything so much easier when you are working online as you can show someone rather than trying to explain the location of something on your screen via a call or email. They say show, not tell, for the front of your business, and Loom lets you do this for the back end of your business too. I think that's fantastic. I love the way she talked about it, you know, how you can use it for public facing things and for the back end of your business. Anyways, you can listen to Pip more on episode 52. We talked about running a product-based business and creating community. She is wonderful. This has been a weird episode, I know. It's kind of hard to create these kind of list episodes and share the information that people are asking for in an audio format. If you are interested in trying out any of these tools, we have links for all of them in our blog posts. Go to productpowerhouse.co. You can click right on the podcast tab. This will be the most recent one if you're listening after it launches, or you can always search for paid tools. That's how you'll find it. We have links for all of these so you can try them out, use them in your business, create those systems and processes that are really going to help the back end of your business run smoother so that you can make more money, have more fun, and take longer naps. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.